it's said that the, the motivation behind the Buddha's decision to uh, teach so that the, the root of that was this a quality, this quality of compassion, which um, was spoken about this morning in response to a question and something I decided to um, introduce tonight as a uh, meditation practice. But I want to say a few words about this quality of heart before we begin. I said that the Buddha surveyed the world and saw beings trying desperately to find happiness and at the same time doing the very things that caused themselves and others to suffer. And, and there's something so poignant in this, I think, in that all of the stuff we get up to in our search for happiness and so much of it in the world, some of the really unbelievable things that that people get up to. Underneath that is this urge to be happy, but often such incredible confusion about what would actually bring happiness. And so it's said that the Buddha saw this and, and was moved to teach. And, uh, and so this, this is said to be this quality of heart, which is another flavor of kindness in the second of the Brahma Viharas. I like this sense of thinking of these as different flavors of kindness. It's this quality of, of care, of kindness, of love, but it's tuned, it's turned towards and tuned to the suffering that we encounter in our own lives, in our own mind and heart, in our own body and in others and in the world around us. The word in Pali is karuna, the Buddha's... Uh, heart is said to have been filled with maha, great karuna, maha karuna in this uh, decision to try to offer something that might actually lead to the end of suffering for beings. And it sometimes is equated with a, a kind of trembling or resonance in the heart, in the mind, in response to suffering. The heart moved by the suffering that we encountered encounter in the world, whether it's our own or another's, and this wish to alleviate this. And this is not something that is foreign to any one of us. This is a natural response of the heart. And it arises, uh, true compassion arises when we actually are able to open to and, and really uh, see the nature of suffering in the world, in our own mind and heart. And it allows us to show up for this in a, in a wise and skillful and caring way to bear witness from a place of true empathy and connection and a place of strength that enables us to show up for this without falling into states of pity or grief or despair or overwhelm and without uh, or feeling sorry for ourselves. Though these things can resemble compassion, but they keep it at a distance, or without falling into anger and rage against against it. So it allows us to act when that's possible and appropriate. So it's important to remember that this quality of heart is never a passive. It's not that in any way. It allows us to act when we can, to do something, to name injustice, for example, and to take actions to alleviate that, to act with strength and really a kind of fearlessness. There's a, a quality of courage uh, 
with this, uh, with compassion. And I, I like this, um, the, the root of the word courage. It's, it comes from a, a Latin root and in, in the modern uh, Romance languages, uh, the, the root there in Spanish, corazón is heart, cuori in Italian, cur in French. These, uh, and the word for heart is the root, same root for courage. Well, this deep heartfulness that gives us strength and fearlessness so that we can act. And when there's nothing we can do, we don't turn away. We're able to show up and stay there and be with it. Even when there's nothing we can't do, we don't turn away. We don't abandon either ourselves or another or the world. And sometimes we can fear that if we really open to suffering, feel it in our own mind and heart, or open to the magnitude of it. I remember one time feeling like the suffering in the world was like a miles high wave that was always just about to break over me. Because as, as uh, was said this morning, you know, it's vast if we survey the whole world. Just, just you know, those we know, those whose lives directly touch us, there's a lot. And then if we look over the whole world and all the beings, and we can somehow feel that it'll just come, we'll just fall into despair. It'll be overwhelming and uh, that we will lead us to grief and sorrow and despair. But, but true compassion, that our hearts will break. But true compassion is, is, uh, does not lead to heartbreak, opening in this way. Actually, it can lead to a quality of joy and a kind of fearlessness. So it's ultimately strengthening and empowering both, not in any way weakening or debilitating for us. So the first step then, in, in uh, both in this practice and, and in our lives, in developing this quality of heart is to acknowledge that suffering does exist for all beings at some time, in our own mind and heart, in the world and others, Pain, sorrow, struggle, stress, difficulty, that's part of life. And it's not the whole picture, of course. And in ways large and, and very small, this is part of life. And sometimes we cause it, and sometimes other cause, others cause it, and sometimes it just happens. And it's not fair, and it's not about that. And it's not a mistake or wrong or bad. It's just part of the deal. It's the the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows that come in life. It's just a reflection of the truth of things. And yes, it's not all, suffering is not all there is to life, of course. But it is an aspect there. And we do so much to try to avoid this, to to avoid actually um, acknowledging that it's part of life, you know, and we ways that we numb out so we don't have to feel things or or hide things like aging, sickness, and death away so we don't have to to see that. Way attempts to deny or ignore this part of life. So we have to start with that. We have to allow it, actually allow it into our mind and heart, allow it into consciousness. And then a second step after acknowledging that it does exist is to... um, is to find a way to actually open to it that uh, 
can where we can still stay balanced and this isn't always easy because it's we can find ourselves either slipping into what's the the near neighbor or near enemy of pity feeling sorry for or grief or or rage or anger against it against the suffering that we see and the heart is moved so these these um, can can feel like a quality of compassion but they're they're actually uh, manifestations of, of aversion to it, at least to some extent. So true compassion, uh, all of these Brahma-viharas rest on the basis of equanimity, a balance of mind and heart that allows us to open in these ways and stay in some kind of balanced place so that we can see things not so much in terms of what's right and wrong and good and bad, but in terms of suffering and the end of suffering. Well, that's the doorway to this true, true quality of compassion. And then there's this natural heart response in the face of the suffering we encounter, and this wish to alleviate it, and then we act when we can, and just because that's the natural response of the heart, in the same way as, um, as one would respond if, if a child were about to uh, do something to harm themselves. There would be no condemnation or blame. There would be this immediate response to protect or comfort or both of those. And when there isn't anything we can do, because sometimes we can't, we can't do anything, we don't turn away. As I said before, we don't abandon ourselves or others. We don't fall into despair or resignation and turn away. We actually can stay there with a quality of uh, this quality of courage, this kind of bravery, fearlessness. And um, it actually can be a very joyful quality of mind. It doesn't mean we're delighting in suffering, but there can be joy from the strength and the courage and the willingness to stay there. And that's very interesting that there can actually be a quality of of joy in the heart, even in the presence of, of uh, great sadness. So, um, as we've said, we're, we're offering a, a variety of ways to do these uh, practices. And some of them will resonate and, and work for some people and some won't. So. Um, you know, just know that that's, that's the way it is and we are offering things in different ways. So I'm going to uh, do a, a bit of a guided meditation now. And um, this, is, this is more a, a practice today of really receiving compassion, receiving it into our own mind and heart. And there'll be some sense of also offering it at times, but uh, mostly I'm going to offer it in this way of receiving. So... Find a a way to sit now that is as um, easeful and relaxed uh, in the body as possible. So uh, trying not to start out with the body already aching or in pain. So if you need to shift your posture, if you want to find an empty chair and sit in a chair for this sitting, it's fine to do that. But uh, let your let your posture be. There's plenty of empty chairs on, on at least this one side, to my right, to your left.
You're welcome to sit in one of those if that feels like it would be good. And I think there's probably a few empties in the back as well. And for a moment now, as we begin this period, you can sit with the eyes closed or they can be open with a gentle, um, soft gaze. And just um, let go of anything that feels like something that you're doing right now. Start from a place of simply being. Just being a living being now, just as you are. And let go of any feeling that there's something you have to work on or fix. Or anything that feels like a doing. Just settle into simple presence, just being a living being here, sitting with nothing you have to do or get or get rid of or fix or work on. Nothing to try and tune to or Cultivate, just letting yourself be very simple. No doing. And I've, I've adapted this from some uh, teachings and guided meditations by a man named Lama John McCransky, Tibetan, from the Tibetan lineage. And... Um, Anything that is good about this is from him and anything that is not is from me. So, um, you know, I, I don't have any relationship with him. I'm borrowing this. I want to give him credit where it's due and give him uh, an out. <laughs> so anything that, that seems good about it is his and anything else is mine. So in this, uh, so just from this place of simply being, If you want to, because some people find it helpful with any of these uh, practices, if you want to, you can let your attention gently come to the area of the heart center. Some people find to breathing into this part of the body at the base of the sternum or bringing uh, the hands or the fingertips there for a moment to touch. Sometimes there's a very soft, tender spot right down there the base of the sternum. If you want to do that, you don't have to. Or breathing, or just letting the attention rest there in some very simple way. And we start <coughs> this, this uh, practice by bringing to mind or allowing to come to mind Beings who we, who, who we know care for us. Or if, if no being comes to mind, let it be just a being that you care about. And it can be uh, someone who's been very kind or caring or supportive of, of you, someone who falls into this category of what we call a benefactor. Someone who 
where it's, it's, it's simple and you know that they wish you well and would wish you to be free of any suffering that you might experience. It could be also an animal or a tree or the, the earth itself in some way. The earth is so um, generous and accepting. So this quality that this is someone who accepts you and wishes you well. Hopefully someone who's personal to you and and you could also bring to mind someone who's kind of more of an archetypal representation of this quality. And you don't have to try to hold or keep these some image or, or feeling. It could be an image or it could be a felt sense. You don't have to try to hold it there, but let these kind of come in and out as they will. But perhaps perhaps the, the Buddha represents this or um, even better, Kuan Yin, and the beautiful statue that's out in the upper walking room of Kuan Yin, who is said to hear the, the cries of the world and hold them all. This manifestation of compassion. Or perhaps someone like His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, or another great teacher, or Jesus, a great prophet, someone more archetypal who um, represents this quality. When you know that they, well, they wish all beings to be free of suffering, including us. And they may be um, in front of you or above or behind or surrounding you or sitting with you, next to you. And in some simple way, without having to try to fabricate something, tuning to this sense that they do wish you well. They would wish you to be free of the stress and struggle that comes to all of us, to any suffering. And maybe they say words, maybe they just uh, send you a kind of almost like a healing energy or a, a soft radiance, wishing you well wishing you to be free of suffering, letting you know I care about your struggles and stress. I care about this. I'll stay with you. I won't abandon you. I wish you ease, freedom from suffering. And in whatever way, let this wash over and through you just like a soft, like this soft breeze that's coming in the windows now and then. Let it especially wash into, through your body and touching all the different cells there, all the parts of you. Let the body be open and porous and let this wash right through and bathe all parts of you, this kind, caring energy. feeling into any areas of tension or stress or physical tightness in the body. 
anything that's currently present there. We're just sensing into the fact that we all live with this at times. This comes to all of us, especially anything tightness that might be there, that place in your back, the ache in the hip or the knee, the tightness in the shoulders or the jaw or the temples of the head or some place where it just seems like this tension lives there. We all have this at times. And receive this energy, this gentle radiance, this soft breeze of compassion into this area of tension. These beings who care, they wish, wish you to be free of this, free of your uh, stress and tension in the body. I care about this. I wish you to be at ease. Imagine them sending you this gentle energy of care and the wish for your ease. And really let it wash through you. Be like an animal on a cold day in a pool of sunlight, just soaking it in, resting gently on the earth and letting this bathe your body and mind and heart. At any point in this process, this guided meditation, if you lose the thread of things, just gently come back, feeling the body sitting. Allow one or another of these beings, either an image or felt sense to come to mind and just gently start again if you wish to. It may be very quiet for you. Try not to make it into too much doing. And if you find strong uh, mind states or emotions uh, arising, anger, rage, hatred, sadness, if they just really get strong, you drop this, drop this practice I'm guiding and and open to that feeling with the Vipassana practice if you need to. You can tune to that. Try to tune to it with this quality of caring about how difficult that might be, how strong it is. 
tell it that you care. Reassure that feeling that you won't abandon yourself. You won't abandon it because it has arisen. That you won't fight against it or condemn it or beat it. Now bringing to mind some of the daily kinds of um, worries and anxieties that come as we make our way in life, of all of the responsibilities that we have, those who depend on us and our obligations and these things that at times can feel like a lot of stress and weight, all that's expected of us. Just what we have to do to, to make it through the days and, and take care of what we need to as we make our way in the world. And sometimes it feels very stressful. It's not always easy feeling into this, what it's like to live with this, because we all do at times. And from one or more of these beings, or from the earth, receiving this quality of care. I care about these kinds of stresses. I wish you ease as you make your way in the world and take care of what you have to do. Let that wish wash over and through you like a gentle breeze, a soft breeze or a gentle rain, like light. You can add your own wishes to those of these other beings if they arise, wishing yourself to be free of suffering or at ease or whatever words might work for you, telling yourself that you care and that you won't abandon yourself. And you can also offer these wishes back to another if that comes into your mind. You'll reassure them, let them know, I care about you too. I'll stay with you. I wish you ease.
Sensing into what it's like when we get caught into concerns and fears about what others think of us and all the times we're comparing ourselves and, and we don't feel like we measure up. All the ways we judge ourselves. <coughs> Worrying that others don't think well of us. ways that we tell ourselves, have told ourselves that we're not good enough, that we're not okay, that we're not worthy of love. All the ways and times that we've seen and held ourselves as a problem to be fixed. We do that here on retreat. We do that often in our lives. There's something wrong with me. This voice that is not kind that we would never say these things we would never say to someone else. We'll say them to ourselves, feeling into what it's like when these kinds of voices arise and these comparing, judging, critical mind, self-critical. This happens to all of us times, probably at least many of us feel this at times. And these beings who care about you, they wish, wish you to be free of the stress and pain of this. They wish you to be free of suffering. They care about you. Receive that wish, that love, that caring as a gentle radiation of like light or a soft breeze and let it wash over and through you. Really let it soak in, soak into the body, soak into the heart. Sense into times when we felt sad or very lonely and alone. Times when of loss or when everything we've worked for has just fallen apart. 
This happens at times in life. We all have to live with this at times, times of loneliness. And offering yourself and receiving from these others a sense of caring about that. I care about how hard that is. I'll stay with you. I won't abandon you because you're feeling lonely, because there's this sadness. The loss that we all experience different times, let that gentle wish and care from one or another of these beings, from yourself, (coughs) that wash over and through you. I wish that you be free of suffering free of stress and struggle. The simple wish they say, they offer that they care. I'll stay with you. That wish touch every part of you internally, externally, like light, soft, gentle energy, or like a breeze blows over and through you, healing and calming, reassuring, soothing, all these different cares and concerns and worries that is just part of life for all of us times. And anything else that might come into your mind, fears, worries about health or employment, fears for those we love, pain in our heart, pain in the body. Let these feelings be bathed and washed, soothed by this gentle energy of care from those, these benefactors, these beings that we feel a connection with. We know they wish us to be free of suffering, free of stress and struggle, free of worry,
And now if you haven't already done so, start to let go of the words and images and letting go of anything that feels like a, a practice, something you're trying to do. Let go of looking for a feeling or, or anything that feels like effort. Settling back to where we began in this simplicity of simply being just as you are. Just as you are is perfectly good. It's just right. There's nothing you have to do right now. There's nothing you have to try to get or get rid of or fix or work on. Or no one you have to be. Nowhere to go. There's no meditation, no doing of any kind. It's simply being just as you are. In as simple as easeful, simple and easeful a way as you can, letting go of everything. from this place of really deep simplicity, of not doing, of resting in simply being, just allowing sensations and sounds rise and pass away on their own. We don't have to pick them up, allowing the mind and body to be just as they are. Nothing to do, nothing to get, nothing to get rid of, 
no one to be, nowhere to go.